Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's Where's the the Lemonade? Lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, Maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. (laughs) On today's episode, we are going to discuss bonding with older stepchildren. So we had had a lot of requests that we do a show on how to bond with older stepchildren. Yeah, you were reading in some of the blended family groups, right, on Facebook and things like that. And you saw that that was a big topic. And then some people actually asked us um, on our podcast if uh, we could um, bring up this topic. They did. And so we thought, what better way to uh, discuss this topic than to ask our older children. And luckily for us, we had the opportunity to be together with some of our older uh, children because Dallin graduated from college this week. So we're here and we've got several of them around us. And so we took the time to ask them questions. Now, before we asked them questions, we wrote down some of the things that we thought that we've done um, to help us bond with our stepchildren better. Yes, and it was interesting because our list and their list, some things were similar. And we, we had some interesting things that our kids told us that we didn't even know about. We did. I, I was actually surprised. I hadn't heard some of the things that the kids had said. And it, it really created some really good conversations. And I think that that actually created more bonding just talking about this episode. Yeah. So some of the things that we have thought that we did in bonding with our older uh, stepchildren was to make sure that we were physically and mentally there for them when they needed help. Yes, that's really important that you're there, but you're not uh, overstepping your bounds um, physically or mentally as a step parent, but they they know that you're there. Right. That's, That's really important. Another thing that we learned was time helps solve, just relax and let some time uh, pass. Uh, That seems to help with the bonding, but consistently reaching out is extremely important. It does. And I like what you just said about time. Sometimes um, you think that, wow, this is really bad right now. This is, you know, how's this ever going to change? How's this ever going to get better? Um, You know, if you could fast forward a year, it's amazing if you just can kind of relax and be consistent and keep trying. Um, it does change. It does. It, it does. Situations can change and get better. Now, some other things that we uh, that uh, we saw was just to be around them. You don't have to plan out everything all the time when you're going visiting. Sometimes you may just sit and watch a movie together. And, you know, that was hard for me in the beginning because I wanted to be the fun step parent. And I wanted, you know, every single weekend that we had the kids, I wanted to go do something fun. Well, and especially when the older kids were visiting from going to school or or work, you filled every moment of every day full of something. Yes. And the kids have all said they do appreciate that. And they do appreciate when we go do fun activities as a family, because we, when we're together as a family, we are together as a family. Like people are in their rooms. People, we are really together hanging out with each other, doing things. Um, and the kids do enjoy that, but it's also okay to sit and watch a movie 
and just chill. Yeah. And we found that the kids really enjoy that because they get to know you more as who you are. And that was another thing with relax is make sure that you are who you are instead of putting on this facade, they'll see right through it. Yes. Do not try and um, compete with their parent. Like if you're the stepmom, don't try and compete with bio mom. Just don't go there. You do you. you. I think I've mentioned this in other podcasts. You do you. Let her do her. In fact, we have a whole podcast just about that. Yep. Because it's such a big topic. It is. Be you. Don't try and and do something, you know, be someone else. Now, another thing that we thought was really important, we had the podcast on traditions, but what another thing that we found was making sure that the traditions, when those older kids come back, that you have some of those traditions that were just done with that family, right? And that the step parent can now be part of that. Right. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't think that, well, I don't, you know, this is something that the Lloyds did. So Darren, you can't come be part of that. Um, It's actually, I think, a wonderful thing to add you to that experience. And as you'll hear, I think in Rachel's, uh, when we talk to Rachel, she brings this up. Yep. She, she sure does. And we found that that's been uh, very beneficial um, to all of our older kids kind of bonding. Another thing that we saw that was interesting that our kids did themselves was they bonded together outside of us. And you'll hear about that. And I think some of the reasons that happened is because we've given them opportunities to do that by doing things together. Um, But it was mostly because of two of our kids that reached out to each other and said, we are siblings. We're not step siblings, which was really cool. Well, and something that Dallin said is that the kids have to want it. You can't force that. And if you're in a situation where the older kids don't want it, that is where you have to give it time. Give it time. Keep trying. Don't give up. But you can't force it. And that's a that's a really fine uh, place to be. It right? is. Because if you give up, that means, well, I'm not going to force. I'm just going to walk away. Um, but that isn't that consistency that those kids need. They need to see you reaching out in love and kindness uh, towards them. And we do have a couple kids that weren't as easy to bring along. Oh no, not at all. And, but over time it's gotten much better and and they're feeling more apart and they know what their relationship is with their step parent or lack thereof or whatever it is. They, they see that we're making efforts to blend the family and to love everyone and bring everyone together. And I think they appreciate those efforts, even when they didn't want to be part of it. I still think that they saw that we were trying. Yes. And I think that's, that's a key, key aspect. And don't forget the most important thing on how to bond with older children, bribery. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it does work. It does work. We, we took a trip to Hawaii with all the kids. We took um, our older kids. We've taken all of our older kids on a trip, you know, so, and you know what? Yes, it is bribing, but it's also bonding. It is. I'm, uh, when I think of some of the trips that we took, uh, like with Dallin, when we took Dallin, I was on a work trip in Barcelona. Dallin ended up coming with us because he went to this incredible uh, country called Andorra, which is right next to Barcelona. And there was some real bonding because he saw 
uh, Paige and I, our relationship up close and personal. Right. Yeah. No, there were, I think all these trips that we've taken with the kids, whether it be one of them or a couple of them at a time, there's been a lot of bonding on those trips. And I think, I mean, even though we joke that it's bribery, it's really not bribery. It's just wanting to make some memories with each other and some really fun settings. Sometimes one-on-one. Yep. Instead of all of the kids. So these were the older kids and this has been really, really important. Okay, so another thing I want us to just talk about briefly, and then we're going to hear from the kids individually. This is something that we kind of wrote down after talking to a couple of kids. Why was it so hard for them to accept a new adult or a new parent in their lives? Oh, gosh, there's so many reasons. But um, one is they are not wanting to see their family unit change. And yes, we heard that from Matthew. Yeah, even though it, it it is changing, um, but they are just really resistant to it, which I don't blame them one bit. Their whole life is being turned upside down. So that's really hard. And especially when they come back home, they want to come back home to roots, something that they can uh, have some stability around. Right. And, uh, and that's hard because now everything's changed. Right. So right. there is some resistance there. So we have to recognize that. And that's different from the kids that are in the house with you that were going through this change because you spend time with them all the time. They're experiencing it all the time. Yeah. When your kids are away, your older kids, and they come back home, you have to give them that chance to catch up. Right, right. Another reason is why it's so hard. Um, you'll hear this, I think, from Rachel later. Um they may not not know the true motives of why you are marrying. Um, like I said, when you when you hear Rachel, she'll tell you that she wasn't sure that we were getting married for the right reasons. Yeah, she felt that um, I was coming in to save you from you know what was going on in your life at that time, and she really thought it was going to last a year or two. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they're, they're not sure how long maybe this new person is going to be around and why bother to uh, form a bond with them if this isn't going to be something that's going to last. Um, another thing that popped up talking to um, some of the kids was it might be the first time that they've seen their parent being intimate with somebody else. Yes. And that actually is one of the reasons that you had a blow up um, with one of the kids, one of the older kids. Um, we kissed in in front of them, and this was it was really hard for them to see that. It was and the, the kids that are at home; they got used to it a lot quicker because they saw us, we're, we're very affectionate with each other, and they saw it all the time. But the kids that are away and they come home, they're like, "Oh boy," you know, they're kissing, and it was hard. It's, it was hard for them. It, it was, and it still is for some that we don't see as often. When yeah, we see that it is. So you have to be mindful of that, and and just remember that they're they're lagging behind on this integration than the kids that are with you all the time because they're just not there, which brings up, you know, some of the things that we said is you need some time with, with these older um, uh, siblings uh, or older children, I should say. Yeah. Another thing that makes it hard. I mean, like I said, we, we could actually go on and on and on about what makes it hard, but that we thought in our situation is that they might feel that you're replacing their parent. Yeah. And this can be really hard. Yep. 
Yeah, it really can. And you have to make it clear to them that you're not trying to replace. You're just trying to add to. You're trying to add something to the family. You're not trying to replace their parent at all. Right. And that you have to know where your boundaries are. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard finding those boundaries. And, you know, the first year is really hard trying to figure those things out. But and the boundaries do change over time. They do. And I I often say, let the kids kind of guide that, Um, you know, the older kids, let them guide you into, you know, what they want you included in and what they don't. We have Amanda, our oldest, with us, and we had some questions to ask her. Hi. We do. She's so cute. You're already breaking the <laughs> rules. Your hands are both on the table. We had we had strict instructions for Amanda. Yes, we did. Your hand is on your chin, and your hands are on the table. Because we're pros at this now. Yes, we are. Yeah, <laughs> we've we have ten episodes already. That makes us pros. Yeah. Double digits. That's yes, right. that's right. No one's paid for anything yet, but we're hoping oh well. to get there. Wait, wait, wait. All Let right. me tell you about Blue Apron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are hoping to get there soon. Yeah. The Blue Apron is the number one. Or how about Squarespace? <laughs> yes, that's a big one. <laughs> what made it, what were you worried about when your mom and I got married and bonding with me? Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like my experience might be a little bit more unique than anybody else's because when my parents got, when they even like were getting separated, they had to call me and tell me on the phone because I you were already out of the house. I was already out of the house. I was living in Utah at the time, and so I feel like I think every other kid was living at home when, and at least in these families, right? Like your yeah. oldest was at home too. Yeah. At least when they got separated. So for me, I felt pretty okay with that. I wasn't really around as much as everybody else. So it was an easier adjustment just because I had the space to deal with it. Well, I, to deal with the divorce and exactly, all that. Exactly. To deal with the divorce. And with once, you know, they told me that you guys were together. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, that's asked. good. <laughs> but yeah, so once I think her first date was when I was still at home for a summer. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I think I met Darren first, technically, of all your kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. It, it was inconsequential. It was their first time meeting as well. I think. Yeah. So, pretty close. Yeah. So, but and then when they told us they were getting married, I was honestly, I was only excited for what was happening for my mom because I knew she'd been having such a hard time. So I was just happy that she was going to get to be with somebody who's going to take care of her and, you know. Take care of the rest of my siblings as well. Take care of our family, which was something that was really important to me. Well, good. So what about bonding with me? What kind of relationship did you want to have with me? Because it's very different. You're out of the house. You're, you know. Yeah, so. So what were your expectations? I guess I had pretty low expectations. Way to go. (laughs) (laughs) I I hit the bar really high. Well, you don't know that yet. She she hasn't finished answering. No, she hasn't. Sorry. (laughs) I I had low expectations because. You're already gone. I was already gone and I didn't know. I never, you know, come into a family that was new. The first time I met the rest of the family was on the wedding day. So it was going to be a really hard, interesting experience for me. But yeah, I don't know. I was I guess I was worried that it just wasn't going to work. We weren't going to mesh. We weren't going to fit in. Well, I mean, we talked about this before in one of our episodes. 
you went over and grabbed Madeline, our youngest. Uh, Darren's crying. We're all going to cry. <laughs> our youngest daughter. And you grabbed her and just held her and loved her right away. And I think that was a pivotal point for our family in, in blending because you reached out and you showed the rest of the kids that it was going to be okay. And that made a big, that's a big deal for your mom and I. It was. Yeah. It was. It was special. Honestly, I feel like this, I don't know how much this relates, but my mom knows this. I'm sure Darren knows this. I was always told basically that I'd probably never be able to have kids of my own. And <laughs> now we're all crying. <laughs> so I've always just believed in the concept of a found family, of making the people in your life the people you care about, your actual family. So blood doesn't stop me ever. And we appreciate that. that that's been a big deal for us. No, nope, you've been a great example. Great example to all the other kids. So I'm glad the bar was set low. <laughs> and uh, now you got us all crying. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. I want to get it right off the bat so that you just like don't have to worry about it again, even though it's going to happen again. But So what sorts of things... Um, did your mom and I do to help you kind of bond with me? Because I think we have a pretty good relationship. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. What sorts of things do you done? think helped, helped with that? Because it can't just be me. Yeah, My yeah, mom yeah. has to facilitate a lot of this as well. Yeah. I think, honestly, just any time we were together, it was all about being together as a family and doing activities together as a family, building memories, taking lots of photos, making lots of dinners together always just bonding everything we do is basically together creating new traditions and yeah i think that's always been what has made it easy and made it worth it because we're just spending time together and that quality time is really important because you know you get to build those memories establish relationships because if you're just sitting around watching tv which we do do a lot too sometimes right. but and as they know i always talk during it too yes <laughs> true. true story Especially if you've seen it before <laughs> oh all all hit that's our off if i see the movie before but yeah i don't know i think it's just about building time taking trips they come out here and they visit all the time and they let me live with them for a few months so that was nice yep I think that was a good experience, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what could we have done differently, maybe? What would you like to see us do more of to help even uh, create stronger bonds for um, us as, as you know, as your stepdad or as as your, I don't know, blended parents? I mean, what's the right word? How much time do we have? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> How many trips can we take? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we've joked about this. We are not be, you know, we are not, what's the word, below? Below uh, buying affection. Buying affection. Yes, we do buy Yes, yeah, so uh, what, a year, two years ago, we took Amanda and Rachel and Julianne, our three oldest daughters, to Europe. So I think that that, that you know, helped her bond to Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Paige took the girls and I was the chauffeur and the travel guide. Is what yeah, happened. it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Holy cow, though. You should see Darren drive in Fritz. It was crazy. He did such a good job. I always think he's a crazy Did I get a ticket in France that Not time? Not that time. Not that time. No. So I did good. <laughs> I did joke the first time they asked me about this. They said, what did we do good? And I said, bribery. 
Bribery, yes. And you said bribery and abuse. Got to figure out the abuse part still. We haven't quite got that down right. No, yeah, I still think, I don't know, some things that you could have done better, honestly. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty bad about calling and maybe you're pretty bad about it too. Mom. Yeah. So maybe we can talk to each other more. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So I need to buy an Echo Show for your house? Exactly. I mean. That means I can drop in any time, though. Are you okay with this, Amanda? <laughs> Are you okay with this? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right, we have Rachel, who's our second child. Yep. Second and Paige's one. second. Yep. And she's the favorite right now because she's given us two grandbabies. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's Amanda in the background. She's supposed to be quiet right now. <laughs> so let's talk first off. What, what Did you have any concerns when your mom and I first got married? Definitely. I had concerns. Um, you were still at home, kind of. No. So I was away at college when they got divorced. My parents got divorced. And then um, I came home for the summer. And that was when she started dating Darren. And so I kind of got to see them dating, but it was a little unusual because I was home, but not really home. Um, and it was odd being home because I hadn't been around my mom really when she was single. And so it was kind of a shock to come home. And I was expecting to have this summer with my mom and then, um, you know, she was gone all the time dating, which makes sense, <laughs> but it, it was surprising. It was surprising. Yeah. So I bet what about after we got married? I mean, all that stuff. I, well, let's go back bef before we got married. But the first time that we met. The first time we met. Yeah, I remember it. It was at your house. No, no, no. It was at your house. And you just got back from a date with Russell. I don't think that was the that first wasn't the time. time. That the wasn't first, the first was, time. It was at your house. And we came over for like a barbecue. I thought the first time was when he came over and we had pizza. But yeah. like, okay, anyway, maybe we'll edit this out. I know. Okay, this will be edited out. So let's go back to... Okay, this is just riveting. Yeah, riveting. All right. Yeah. So... <laughs> Let's go back to uh, when um, all the kids all met and we all met together at the park. Um, that was a disaster. <laughs> it really was a disaster. It was a disaster. Um, I didn't want to be there in the first place. Um, I had my own boyfriend at the time that I wanted to be spending time with. Um, so I didn't really want to be at the park to begin with. Um it felt very forced that we were being forced together. And as I thought about um, what I kind of wish would have been different in the whole experience was maybe being introduced to your kids, Darren's kids, individually and not in this big group setting where it felt like, OK, here's you guys. Here's you guys. We want you to be best friends. Go. Um, if we could have had a little bit more time and a little more gradual. Okay. That's, that's good. That is, that's a good, that's a good suggestion because I even said that about meeting mm -hmm. Darren's family that I, you know, 
it's intimidating to all of a sudden be like, here's your new family, you know, go. And it's like, whoa, it's, it's, yeah, it's overwhelming. Well, and, and that day was a disaster anyway. We locked the keys in the car. Yes. Right. And so we had to figure that out. Uh, Rachel was worried about getting the house clean before her boyfriend came over. Yes, because he was coming into town. So then there was uh, stress there. It yes. was, yeah, it was kind of a, a day of stress. It was. It was. <laughs> but it's a day we all remember because yep. Jacob, our other son, had something to say about this, too. All right. So, Rachel, what, did you have any concerns when your mom and I got married? Um, or, yeah, concerns about your mom and I uh, when we got married? And then a follow-up question would be, how did you feel your relationship with me was going to be? Yeah, it was really hard when she first started dating you. And then when you guys got engaged, the everything happened really, really quickly. Um, and so it was hard to believe that you guys were in love, to put it super honest. It was really hard to think that you guys were actually in love and not just getting into the marriage because you needed each other. Um for whatever reasons, financial, emotional support, whatever. Um, I, I was really concerned about that. Um, I was happy for my mom because I knew it was going to be good for her to be with you, Darren. Um, but it was hard for me to feel like I could develop a relationship with this new stepdad, because I didn't know how long he was going to be around. I didn't know that you guys loved each other truly and that it was going to last like it has. Well, it's true because look, we talked about this earlier today that I needed rescuing and Darren was my you know knight in shining armor coming to rescue me. And, and it did happen all really, really fast. So, yeah, I can see why you would have those concerns for sure. All right. So what changed? Because I think we have a pretty good relationship now. Oh, definitely. Um, time. Definitely time. And every time I'm visiting or you guys are visiting me, Darren always makes an effort to talk to me individually and ask me how work is going, how life is going, um, and just focusing on developing a relationship with me. And I'm able to see um, that you guys really do love each other. And I don't, I don't have that worry anymore like I did when... You guys were first together. So the apprehension was mostly around you didn't want to form any kind of relationship with someone that might not be there. Exactly. Exactly. I was always a really big daddy's girl growing up and I didn't want to. You didn't want me replacing your dad. Yes. But I also I mean, my relationship with my dad is extremely different than what it was when I was a child and was a daddy's girl. And I, did, I didn't want a repeat of developing a really strong relationship with someone and that being disappearing. Yeah. yeah. And just because we want to make sure that we are, you know, not being all Pollyanna because we want to be, we talked earlier about, um, you and Darren had kind of a little, I mean, it, it was not easy in the beginning yeah. and it, you guys probably what, three or four months after we got married, Rachel was home visiting and there was kind of a blow up. And I was so mad at Darren for not keeping things calm. And anyway, we talked about how it's because, I mean, so many things, but you didn't feel at home at, in this new home. No, not, not at all. It wasn't the home that I had 
you know, that I had been a part of. It wasn't even in the same city that we had lived in before. Um, and so here I was visiting from college and it's not like I had an old bedroom in the house or furniture around that was our furniture. So it just, it felt, it felt you know, I was, I was a visitor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of our other kids feels the same way now, and, and that's my oldest. Um, he he doesn't feel at home in in our house it, because it is new and he hasn't he hasn't gotten over that yet. That's right. still very difficult for him. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he's not there a whole lot. No, he's not. So, you know, but it's hard. It's, it's an adjustment for everyone. But what do you so you think that what we've done to help you bond with Darren and help us become a, um, a strong blended family is what? What's the one thing that we did that you think helped do that? Not giving up. I mean, it, it was really hard at first and I had that blow up in the beginning with Darren and, and, um, you guys didn't stop. You didn't just say, Oh, well, Rachel doesn't really want to be a part of this. So we'll just let her go do her own thing. And she can just, be married and have her own kids and have her own family, you didn't stop. We, we kept trying and we kept working together. Yeah. Well, and just, you know, I mean, Rachel and uh, Dallin, um, my second oldest, so it's the two, the, the two uh, second children, they really bonded pretty close. Um, up, uh, Dallin was going up to college uh, where Rachel lives. And um, I think that they kind of showed that relationship how a brother and sister, you guys don't even call each other step-siblings. No, no, he's just my brother. Yeah, and that really helps too. <sighs> Paige is laughing again. I can't talk <laughs> to my kids without, without crying. Yes, we need Kleenex for this episode for yeah. sure. So is there anything, Rachel, you think that we could have done differently? You mentioned one thing, like maybe introducing the kids one at a time instead of I mean, yeah, when you got 10 kids and they're all thrown together, it's kind of a mess. Yeah, here you go, bond with each other. Yeah. So what what else besides that do you think we could have done to make the transition easier? For the most part, you guys did a really good job of, you know, making the time and trying to create memories with us. Um, really, the only thing that I can think of would just be the gradual in, introduction to, to the family instead of just a big event where the one family's meeting the other family. Gotcha. Now, how did you feel about one of the traditions that your family had was a place called Lincoln Chinese? It's a good place. It's a good it place. an awesome the, place. The, the, the best, <laughs> the best um, Kung Pao chicken I've ever had, right? And sesame chicken, great stuff there. You guys should pay us for doing this advertisement for you. <laughs> <laughs> but... That was your family thing. Oh, yeah. yeah that totally. was our place. Yep. So how did you feel the first time that you guys went and I went with you? I I was totally good with it. I liked that we weren't, even though we didn't le live in that town anymore, that we were still going back and visiting. And even now, when I go back to visit you guys, we we pretty much always make we a trip. We always have to go to Lincoln Chinese. Yep. Yeah. 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 We we make the drive to Lincoln, which is about 30, 40 minutes. And, and we go to that restaurant. And, and I like that it's, you know, we're not forgetting about this place that we really like and it's kind of just been adapted into our family. Yeah. In fact, my kids now. Oh, they love it. They love it. Yeah. And they even take their step 
their stepdad and their mom. Yes, to, to yes, it's now one of their favorite places. It's one of their go. favorite places. So it's thank, a good place. Yeah, thank you for bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we're going to talk to Dallin. Dallin is my second and our fourth. Really? Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I can't do the well, math. Anyway. Uh, you're number four. <laughs> Am I? Yep, you're number four. Yes, Whatever you I are. Dallin just graduated from BYU. He's the tallest. He's the tallest. <laughs> yes. So in the pictures, he's the tall, handsome one. He's the tall, one. handsome one. So, and he just graduated from BYU. So if any of you are listening, he needs a job in computer animation. So there you go. And he'll accept donations. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. Generous donations, please. <laughs> Definitely generous. We'll put his address up on the blog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a Venmo account. We'll just give yeah. him your Venmo yeah, account. Venmo, Venmo works. <laughs> so um, we want to talk down. We've talked to your other siblings about what it was like to actually bond with a stepmom, a, a, a whole new concept, and what it was like when we first started blending the family together. Yeah, it's, uh, it was interesting. <clears throat> it's not, I, I think, as I think it most everyone has said so far, is it, it's not easy uh, just to go into, to have all these new people here and trying to connect with them. But, uh, uh, it's ultimately ended up really well. And uh, do you remember the first time we all met? Yes, I do remember the first time we all met. Um, well, I met Paige, I met Paige. Oh, at the bank. At the bank. That's right. When I was a banker, you came and opened an account or something. Yeah. And uh, I was impressed. I was honestly impressed the first time I met Paige because she was very talkative. It wasn't awkward. She made me feel comfortable, which she's always done a good job with. No, well, good. no crying. Well, no crying. No, cry. <laughs> no cry. Not yet. Not yet. You're not allowed to cry yet. But no, uh, no. Paige has always done a good job, uh, you know, making me feel comfortable. So I know my dad kind of went to the bathroom and it was just us sitting there and we talked for a bit, which was nice. Yeah. What do you feel like was the hardest thing for you as blending a family? <laughs> um, when I, when it started, my biggest fear was that no one else would want to blend. Mm, oh, that's interesting. You wanted to blend, didn't I you? I did. I wanted to blend. I wanted, like, new brothers and sisters. <laughs> so oh. did Amanda. Amanda was the same way. Amanda's like, great, new siblings, right? Like, <laughs> Were you tired of your old siblings now? Uh, not exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, I think you and Amanda have that personality of the more the merrier. Like, let's bring them in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was... Definitely, uh, it, it was a fear of mine that we wouldn't blend because they wanted to be close with whoever I was going to be, you know, step siblings with. Did you have any hesitation at all at wanting that? Um, no, my I no hesitation with wanting it. Um, I didn't feel like it would replace my siblings or anything like that. It would just be adding on to it. Um, but do you, do you feel like it was hard because you and my son Jake, who's my third? You guys are only, what, 10, 10 days apart? Two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks exactly. apart. And totally different personalities. I mean, complete opposites. complete opposites. So we were worried about that. Your dad and I were worried about, wow, we're putting these two boys together. And were you concerned about that? Oh, oh yes. That was that was another fear I had is that there would be someone that I, <laughs> it would just be awkward or constantly um, just different, I guess. And it was awkward. It was. 
I yeah, we tried everything we and... could to force you two together. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, There's some awkward car drives. Yes. Let's just say that. But uh, no, it, it was awkward and it was hard. Um, but it just took time. And I think with I think with the fact that Rachel, you know, Amanda and some of us, we all wanted to become close. Eventually, everyone else who didn't kind of followed. And uh, we've had a lot of great, Jake and I have had a lot of great conversations since. In fact, I think you guys would consider each other friends. Yes, I would, I would consider Jake a friend. So one of the things that we, we started our podcast with is that you can't force these things and things take time. That's exactly what you just said. You have to be patient and let you guys work it out. I mean, we can facilitate getting you guys together, right? That's, we had a lot of family gatherings, but you can't force Two people to be friends. You just can't do no. it. No, you, you, it has to be a concerted effort on both ends. But we did create the opportunity for them to at least be around each other. Yes. And that was that kind of led to some of this. But right. you guys really didn't become friends until you were both out of the house and up here. Yeah, yeah it wasn't until like after <laughs> me, I went on my mission and just talked and it was on the car. I think we connected really well on the car ride down to a family reunion. It was like a three hour car drive. Yep. All right. So what do you think is something that, um, we did well? What, what's something that positive? Well, that I, we did? I mean, obviously you guys tried to love us. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you did a good job making it where you were able to keep the boundaries of, you know, step and not replacing the other parent, but you also did not waver on showing your love towards us. Uh, like with you, Paige, you've done a good job just showing constant love, like the best aunt you could ever have type of thing. Right. Without, you know, replacing the role of my mom. Right. Would never want to do that. Yeah. I, aunt Dylene's going to feel bad about this. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Dylene. <laughs> yes. You're my official favorite. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> All right. What's something that you feel like we could have done better? Do you feel like there's something that you're just like, man, you guys messed that up or. You know what? You guys did a great job. Um, and there was obviously times when we didn't want to spend time with each other. Yeah, there were definitely those times, especially with Jake and I going to drive to events together. When we, I think, both wanted to drive alone or. <laughs> and we're like, that's silly. Just drive together. And then, you know, behind your back, we're going, they're going to bond. This is going to be so great. Yes, exactly. And then we're just like, this is going to be so awkward. <laughs> but I mean, so I mean, kind of sometimes pushing things doesn't help. But at the same time, you kind of have to push things for things to actually happen. But no, I think that you guys did a good job because uh, we're all really close. It's worked. It's been bumpy, but it's worked. Well, I attribute the closeness of the family really to um, you and Rachel. There was some point, I don't know exactly when, maybe it was before your mission or right after your mission, where you and Rachel stopped calling each other step-siblings and Mm -hmm. you were just siblings. And everyone else jumped on. No, yeah, it's... I wanted that. I wanted a relationship, but they weren't step-siblings. They were just siblings. And I don't call them step-siblings anymore. No, none of them. In fact, today we had we were blessing Zoe, our grandbaby, and we had uh, the family there. Now, your two youngest siblings are with their mom right now. And she so graciously let them come to the blessing. And Rachel was like, we're not taking family pictures 
until they get here. I mean, they are her siblings. They are part of the family and it just wouldn't have been right. Don't start crying. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you bring up a good point there. Like one thing I've learned is that at first I thought it would be, there would be moments when it's, you know, just the, you know, the Lloyd kids and then just the Pulsifer kids. Right. And that it, it's fine to have those moments, but we've really never kind of done that unless it's happened naturally. Right. It's never been like, okay, now we're going to separate and this is how it's going to be. And right. I've liked that. Yeah. I, I thought it was weird at first, but I've liked that. Well, and I think you've said this many times, you know, many blended families. I know many blended families and I, I don't know of another family that has had the success with the kids bonding the way that we have. Same. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never met anyone do. What we well, and that's do. not that's not just us. No. And in fact, you said this earlier. You said you have to want it. You do. The kids have to want it. You can't force it. No, nope. it has. You both have to want it. And that yep. that can be rare, but it's possible. Right. Now, let's talk about your relationship with Paige, because this is really about bonding with your step parent. Yeah, mm. I guess. You know what? I, I skip over that because. Dale and I, I feel like I've bonded with Dale since almost day one. Yep. And I mean, I. So we, what was it about Paige that made it easy to bond with her? She's fun. <laughs> like, sorry, Dad. <laughs> why, why do you have I'm to say I'm sorry? I'm not, I'm not fun, Dale. <laughs> Paige brought life back into like. I was really depressed at the time, and she brought life back into like my life in a lot of ways. Things were fun. Um, I remember, I remember the first time, like, I think there was, uh, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I was, I go all out for decorating and you could not have been more excited. <laughs> I, I'm all, I love holidays. I love little traditions, decorating. And yeah, I was, I was very excited about that. She uh, actually, you know, Paige, you brought, you actually made the house look good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dad. Again. <laughs> I was just waiting with the house sure, to have a blank sure. canvas for yes. sure. my new wife. But no, I have. I feel like I have such. I mean, Dal and I have talked about this. We have such a good relationship. If Darren died tomorrow, we there would be no. Oh, I mean, no. He, yeah. He's still my son. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever see Dal again. There's, I mean, he's my son. Oh, no, in, in yeah. every way. You have made it easy, and not all the kids have made it easy. That's for sure. But you have always made it easy for me. And I have appreciated that you've always been open to me mm-hmm. and open to my love and my caring. And I have always appreciated yeah, that. And one, one thing I learned, too, is that there's things I can go to you about that I don't feel I can go to my dad about sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel and, like there's, the, and, you know, vice versa, too. Right. But. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's in any relationship. Now you have four different people to choose. Yes. <laughs> like there, there would be cases where I have to go to each, like my stepdad, my mom, you know, dad, you've got four different people to be like, Hmm, who do I want to discuss this with? It's you great. realize all four of us talk. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's easier to go to certain people about yes, certain things. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we are now with Jake. Jake is my third son. I don't know where he was. Our fifth. Fifth. You're the fifth. You're number five. We just give the kids numbers. And uh, yeah, so Jake. Jake is probably the most hesitant to do this. All the others were happy to talk about this. I'm so happy to be here. Long time listener. First time on the podcast. (laughs) He's our biggest jokester, too. Yes. Yes. Our most charming. So, Jake. 
You probably out of all of our kids, I think this is fair to say, you probably had the hardest time with the blending of the families. Would you agree with that? Yes, I think that is a fair assessment. Okay. Why and why was that? Um, I think I don't know. I've actually talked to people about this recently and I I think it was just my own personal um like setbacks at the time in addition to the age I was at and How old how old were you? So I was 16, right? 16 when we got married, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 16, I definitely went from where it was just me, you and Sam thinking that I did what I wanted when I wanted and was like an adult and was beyond. And then I was telling someone recently, I think a lot of my issues and why I was so like resentful or resistant to the change was I felt like I was this had been this independent adult, you know, beyond my years and then realizing that. I felt like I didn't actually have control over at least the control I thought I had in my life. And then then I just kind of resented the whole thing because my life wasn't what I thought it was. I wasn't that I felt, yeah, out of control, I guess. Well, and I was talking to somebody recently about this, and I think that the the blending was the hardest on you because you were 16. So already we've got a 16 year old. Um. You know, you were dealing with a lot with issues with your dad. And then we moved to a new town. So we move you into someone else's house with their kids. You know what I mean? Like everything changed for you. Everything. And I can't imagine how difficult that must have been for you. Yeah, I just I definitely felt like, uh, yeah, I felt out of place. And I felt like Sam was so young that. It didn't like really things didn't really register. He was just going along with the flow. I mean, he was what six? I guess he was six. Yeah, five, 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 five years five. old. Yeah. So he was just along for the ride. I don't think he probably even remembers that time really. Yeah. Um. So and then it was like you were in and you were devoted to, you know, um, Darren's kids and the whole new thing. And I just felt like I just immediately, and you guys know this, I just immediately wanted to just be gone because I was yep. like, yeah, put in this time and a year or two from now, I'll just be gone anyways. Or, right. and I felt, yeah, I, yeah, I just immediately wanted to um, disconnect from the situation rather than put any effort. in. Well, it did motivate you to graduate early. So you could go <laughs> to college early, right? <laughs> he yeah, did. He true. went to college when he was 17 because he wanted out of the house so bad. Yeah. yeah. Evidently going to college just to get out of the house is not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You end up failing every class, but <laughs> I did get out of the house. You did. Now we talked to Dallin a few minutes ago about how it was challenging. Also for you and Dallin, you're only two weeks apart and your personalities couldn't be more different and how hard that was for we wanted, you know, we wanted you two to be best friends and be buddies. And because you were a lot more social than Dallin was. Yeah, a lot more. And uh, Dallin, we, Dallin could have really used some help with the social side. We thought, oh, we'll just put these two kids together. <laughs> oh, well, that was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling someone recently because me and Dallin and Amanda, kind of the three of us have our kind of our own friendship, bonds, you know, with Justin and um, have kind of this friendship we've established and i was telling someone i thought all that time and this would maybe even surprise down maybe it would maybe wouldn't but i immediately it might even be true i really didn't think down liked me or wanted anything to do with me 
And I think he felt that about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really, no, Dallin really wanted, Dallin really wanted an, another brother. Yeah, he did. So I think you both just thought yeah. each other. Yeah, just kind of projected. But we yeah. definitely lived very different. And that school that we went to was so um, clicky and... Um, I don't even know what the word for it would be, but it's very much. So when I went there and established friendships with other cliques and just then you, yeah, it wasn't the greatest environment for inclusion. And, right. And it, I think that magnified our differences, right. what, the difference in friends that we had. And Yeah. I never saw you two ever be uh, mean to each other or you were just like two ships passing in the night. Yeah. But I mean, you guys were always nice to each other. Yeah, there wasn't like tension really. No, I don't uh, think. But yeah, and now you guys are friends. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so now hard, hard question. You had a, you had issues with Darren. Yeah. Yeah. What what were your issues with Darren? So this is good therapy. Oh. <laughs> a lot of it, I think, um, is attributed to like the six, being sixteen years old. Yeah. And like you mentioned with things that were going on with um, my dad, I mean, around that time, he was getting in trouble with the law and stuff. And we didn't, you know, yeah, I would just, I don't know. I definitely felt the need to just rebel against anything that was any kind of control and any kind of. And yeah, along the lines of what Rachel said, then. I was unsure of your motives and I would even back then as uh, close minded as I was or as unable I was to put myself in other people's shoes. Um, the egocentricism that I was involved in, um, I would say to people, I think my mom is not like she's marrying this guy for money, not for her because she's lived all her life without having a bunch of money. Right. But she thinks it's the best thing for Sam. But I think she's misguided. That's interesting. I I, I can see how you would think that. Um, But that's interesting. I did marry Darren for his pool. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. And I got you for the dog, which didn't last very long. (laughs) But yeah. So when do you I mean, I feel like you and Darren are are on good terms now. No, yeah. When do you feel like when did that change for you that you weren't trying to just resist his um, advances as anything in your life? When do you feel like that changed for you? That is a good question. I don't think I started to really analyze our relationship as well, or our relationship at the family until really, I mean, in North Dakota, I think I, I even then, I don't think our communication was very good. Mm-mm. Not that it's that great now, but yeah. certainly to a different degree. But my time in Denver, I definitely felt very alone. Even once I got more ingrained, not so much, but when I was first there and I did kind of um, analyze uh, the faults and what led to the disconnect, especially between you and me. Right. Um, because I felt like those years there was a, definitely a disconnect. Probably from the time I was like 15, I would say. Yeah. Um, where I kind of just wouldn't communicate anything. Right. Um, and then you were definitely just 
very emotional. Right. And I was the opposite. We were on opposite ends of the spectrum and there right. was no middle ground. Right. Um, I haven't seen Jake express emotions ever. So <laughs> you're our most calm, cool, collected kid for yeah. sure. Yes. Um, so I think that time, that space, specifically the time in Denver um, where I just kind of analyzed. But I don't know if it was like a time together that, that something clicked. It it's was just, just gradual. Time, right? Gradual. Yeah. And I actually did a delivery to uh, people that were moving into blending families and the guy, they had teenagers on both sides. And I was telling him, I was like, there's nothing, like, there's no advice. Like, there's, because I was my situation, I was like, they're probably, they might like you, they might not, they might resist you, whatever. And, like, the best thing, like, Darren never wrote me off. He just, no. he just was there. He waited and just said, he's going to be there. He's going to keep loving you. He's yep. not going to go anywhere. No. I was telling him, was, eventually they'll come around, they'll mature, and they'll feel bad about it. <laughs> well, so, and do you feel like now, sorry, sweetie, do you feel like now, like Dallin was saying and Rachel was saying and Amanda, I guess all of them, they wanted this. Actually, Amanda and Dallin were the ones they from day one, they wanted this blended family. They were excited about adding new siblings. And I don't think you were. You weren't excited about that. Do you feel like now you have embraced that this is your new family or do you still resent it somewhat? No, resent. No. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I definitely never thought like, oh, this is going to be fun. I didn't. I yeah, I saw that in Amanda. She was excited. And um, but yeah, it did at some point again, probably like in time away and the little things that you guys have the, the kids do, like when they write letters to me for my birthday or something. Right. Um, it starts to just like you. It, you can't hold up your defenses for so long and be this jaded person as you get older. And so we beat him down. Yeah. <laughs> we just slowly beat you down. Relentlessly. Right? Yeah. And it's like, who would I be if like Maddie comes in the door? I don't think of her as like family. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. I know it's, it's an interesting concept because like in that communications cause I have, they try and define what a family is and there's not really one definition of it. Right. Um, they talk about, there's like, I think Native American tribes that actually have a second family that they choose. They choose a second family and they have a ritual that where they become family. And so it's almost interesting because it's almost like an arranged marriage. Right. And that statistically arranged marriages are not as happy the first three years or something, but then 10 years down the road, statistically they're for whatever reason, (laughs) for whatever reason they're, I'm happier at that. So it's almost like for uh, for the kids, it is almost kind of this arranged marriage. Right. Oh, that's interesting. I've never thought to look at it that way. Um, and it, yeah, I think you can only be jaded and. Right. Yeah. So what is something that for you so feel long. like we did right? I know you could probably go on for hours about the things you think we did wrong. <laughs> I, but what I do you know. think we did right? I think mostly looking back on that, I think of the, like mostly my shortcomings. I don't think you guys. I mean, certainly everything was very fast. Maybe that would be the what the right. uh, things went yeah. very fast. Right. Um, but then other than that, it's mostly thinking my shortcomings. Um, but I would just say the consistency. Like I said with Darren, he wasn't gonna. I mean, I don't remember. Maybe a couple times we even had any kind of argument or anything. No. Yeah. Um, but. Um, oh, there were times I wanted to argue with <laughs> yeah. you, Jake. But your mom and I agreed early on with the older kids. We had to we had to set boundaries on what we could do and say. And because, yeah. um, I mean, 
you're right. You were already 16, very independent, watching your mom go through a lot of um, things. And so you were kind of the man of the house. And all of a sudden you were replaced yeah. in your mom's life that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we did a lot of, you know, just guiding the best way that we could. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like I say, the consistency as far as something you guys did right um, of just like there was no question of like even where they say like, oh, this is probably just a temporary thing. But you guys would never let that like enter the home of like there's any question of what this is or what it will be. Um, And yeah, you guys were definitely active on like doing things together, quality time and especially if at the time I probably didn't want to be doing any of those things, but <laughs> you know what? We would invite you and we would encourage you to come and we hoped you would come. And sometimes you didn't, sometimes you didn't. Yeah. And we just I had think to, I probably didn't more than. Yeah. And this. we just had to let that go. That was hard. I wanted to force you to come. I wanted you to be part. I want, you know, I felt like I was leaving you behind and I just wanted you to be part of this so bad. And it, it was so, it was so hurtful. And, but we kept inviting we did. So, yeah, just so you, we didn't do the wrong thing by keep inviting. You think that was the right thing to no, do? No. And I think it goes back to the lack of where we had that distance in communication. Right. For those years. Um, and I think like, say a, a conversation like this had taken place, then it might have been. It might have been really bad. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it would have been volatile, probably. Right. But I might have known where you were coming. You might have known where, how I felt where we were thinking of the same thing. I was saying like, you've got this new thing going on and, and everyone's happy. And I wanted to be let, I wanted to be left behind or, right. or removed from it. Right. And you thought he's only doing that because he feels like he doesn't belong. Right. And maybe it wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been satisfied to say, okay, that's what he wants, but at least it would have been put out there. Right. And I don't think I wanted to know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. No, you didn't. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to think that, you know, you were having a hard time and eventually he'll come around, which you did. And so don't give up hope. Is what <laughs> Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. And I think maybe on a less positive note or maybe not great advice, but distance for us was healing. Distance right. was, was healing. So that probably that's not ideal. Right. But, no, but it may be. But it can. Because yeah. you're not the only one that's had a hard time. Matthew has had a really hard time. And distance for Matthew has been really good. Right. So right. I think I think that that can heal sometimes. Yeah. So, so great advice, Jay. Great advice. Thank you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's a third child, right? Yep. He is on a mission for our church, and so we couldn't uh, interview him directly, but we asked him um, what he thought about our blending our family and some of his thoughts about how we did and things that we could change. And so he sent us back an email, so I'm going to read some of that email. Um, uh, He said that the first impression that he had of me was we all met at a park. Do you remember that, babe? I do remember that. Yeah. And we did this silly obstacle course on the play equipment and the, 
he thought the kids were just going to do it. And I jumped in and did the obstacle course with them. And he thought that was really cool. He goes, I couldn't believe that you participated in that. So he said, that was when I thought, wow, this lady seems pretty cool. Well, guess what? That's what I was trying to help the kids. (laughs) That's what I wanted them to think that night. The first time they met me. Now, this was the same uh, night that Rachel described earlier. Yes, that was kind of a disaster of a night. But this was the one good part of the night. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else did he say? He said that he knew that it took a lot of effort to put on a first good impression. So it's okay, I think, to... um, Well, you always want to put on your first best impression. You do. And I think it's okay for them to know that you're trying really hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, just don't be phony. Don't be phony, but it's okay to know that that you're, you know, that if they know that you're trying really hard. Um, He said that he felt that I made a big effort to get to know the kids. He said we did a lot of fun things right off the bat, which helped a lot with the idea that I would be coming into their family. Um, he, he remembers when we all went to Sunsplash together and he just says it was those efforts um, that started those memories that really made it easy to like me. So and then he said um, one thing that he felt was really important was transparency. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. He said that um, he warmed up to me right away because he felt like I was an open book, which made it easier to trust me. So I thought that that was really interesting. So try and be, I guess, transparent um, and open and honest. And if you especially if you want that back. Right. Absolutely. Um, He said that he thinks the best part is that once that relationship is created, it can be really a great blessing. I'm reading this from his email. Um, He says, while I'm not his parent, I'm like a trusted counselor. Um, And he says, like a really great aunt or uncle that you can really count on. And then he tells a story about how he was talking to me once about getting all insecure and unconfident about girls and saying that uh, he wasn't sure if one girl liked him and it made him kind of down and he was kind of whining. And I guess I told him, I don't even remember this, but I guess I told him, Jacob, girls don't find that attractive to be whiny and down and you just got to be confident. And he said that. That was the kind of advice that was hard for his parents to give, but something that he needed to hear. So he said, I'd say that um, step parents, when they're the right ones, are a blessing. And then he says, you have loved us since the beginning and we have all felt that love. And I think that that is what has made all the difference between you and all those evil stepmoms. <laughs> Very sweet, Jacob. But even though I try my hardest sometimes to be the evil stepmother, we always joke about that. We do. But I think it's absolutely true. The kids do feel, the older kids feel that love that you give them when they're there. But they also see how they, how you treat their younger siblings. Yes, they do. They do. And if you're, if you're showing love and compassion and you're kind, that shows an awful lot for them. Yeah. So thank you, Jacob, for sending us that email. The last of our older children was Julianne. She's the youngest, and she was only 13 when we got married. Currently, she's serving a mission for our church in New York, New York, speaking Haitian Creole. Uh, So we couldn't really talk to her on the podcast, 
But she did send us an email and we asked her the question about uh, bonding with uh, her stepmom. This is what she had to say. To be honest, I'm having a hard time remembering. I felt like I was young when you got married, but something I loved is how respectful you were as a stepmom. You never tried to replace my mom, but you still took the role of a mom because I needed that. As incredible as my dad is, as a dad, we needed a woman in the house. The best thing that built my relationship with you, Paige, is having fun with you and making traditions with you. When you took time out of your day to go eat or do nails or to watch TV or go shopping with me, you not only became my stepmom, but my best friend. You always befriended my friend, which meant the world to me. I honestly can't thank you enough for all that you have taught me. I can't speak of the other older kids because I was on the border of old. But for me, it was a wonderful process. I say process because it was a process. It takes time to build relationships and patience to achieve normalcy. I think patience is the key to success in a family. And that is something that integrated our family so well. Thank you, Julianne, for that. Um, and I agree with Julianne. It's the time, the patience, and the consistent love that you show your kids. On the funny moment this week, it has to do with our grandkids, kind of. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we are here in Utah visiting kids because of um, newborn babies and graduations. And uh, I went to the mall with Jake and Sam. We went to visit Amanda, who was working there. And um, we had we had the two grandkids with us and we went to get back in the car and the car seat was one of those ones that locked into the stroller. And so we were trying to get the car seat to be unlocked from the stroller. We could not figure it out. The three of us, Jake, Sam and myself, could not figure out how to unlatch this car seat and put it in the car. I mean, so finally, Jake just ripped it out. Yeah, he was like, I'm just going to muscle it out. I mean, it was probably 10 minutes. Then... It doesn't even end there. We were so embarrassed thinking if anyone's watching us, this is so embarrassing. Then we could not figure out how to fold the stroller up. Yeah. So when they came home, <laughs> I was home uh, working. And when you guys came home, they said the strollers in the back of the car um, still completely, completely unfolded. Yeah. We had to just put this. Luckily we have a, we rented a large SUV and we just put the stroller in the car completely set up and yeah, just shoved so it in there. It doesn't even stop. <laughs> I take the stroller out and I'm trying to fold it up. And I try for like five minutes until finally <laughs> Rachel, who is the mother of these grandchildren, she comes up and goes, Oh, it's just right here. And just Boop. lifts it right up. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So these it, newfangled things, honey. I guess you have to be a mom, a current mom. I was going to say, I um, mean, you are mom. a mom, but I mean, a mom of babies to understand how to do these things or a PhD and I don't know, origami. They're different than when we had strollers. That oh, I'm feeling so old. I was looking for the little handle that you just squeeze or good grief.
If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode, we are going to talk about compromising, when to hold them, when to fold them, and when to walk away. 